Welcome to Inside Out. Without prejudice or boundaries, this space is for raw and vulnerable conversations surrounding health, mental well-being, relationships, parenthood, and so much more. Our goal is to deliver a conversation that will educate and empower you through shared experiences told by inspiring and relatable guests. My name is Chris. I'm a wife, mum, and stepmom who is on a personal journey that cultivates a life of alignment and intention. I hope these conversations encourage you to do the same. Let's dive deep into today's episode. Hey, friend, welcome to Inside Out. It is an absolute pleasure, privilege, honor, all the things to have you here. I am very excited to dive into today's conversation. I feel like we are going to just ramble on and it's all going to be fucking delicious and juicy and land in for so many people listening. So first of all, how are you? Yeah, I'm amazing. Thank you so much for having me on here. You are most welcome. So tell me a little bit about you. Tell the listeners who you are, where you're from. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I'm a born and raised from New Zealand. Uh, And if anyone knows New Zealand, I'm from Christchurch. So born and raised in Christchurch, we call that um, uh, the Crusader land. So if anyone knows rugby, that's really where all the really uh, awesome players come from, born and bred. And the Māori name for Christchurch, because I am an Indigenous to New Zealand, so as a Māori woman, it's called Ōtatahi. And raised all my life, loved it, did everything, run around barefoot, did all the mischief things, all the delicious things, all the learnings from there. Amazing. What a beautiful journey you've had. I love that. Yeah. Yeah. So when we first met, I think the day that I was properly introduced to you was in Master Prac and it was you getting on stage. It was like the first, the start of the day and you jumped on stage and the topic that you spoke on, which I didn't know at the time, was just like delivered to you three minutes prior and, and, she, and Elizabeth was like, get on stage and talk about something. And you're like, oh, yeah. talk about what? And she goes, anything. And you just jumped on and you captivated that entire room. I had goosebumps. Little did I know you made the whole thing up. Yeah. How yeah. great. So that quite that happens quite often in there. And absolutely, it's, it's generally how I meet everyone. It's just randomly. And it's just been able to connect with each other at different levels and really been able to quickly utilize everything around me. So that's really funny that you've met me there. There's so many people have had the same experience. And to be honest, I don't even know what the conversation or the theme or the topic was that I did. On breath. Um, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And then you brought the haka into it and I was like, oh, oh, this is great. What a fabulous story. Yes. Actually, now that you're speaking about it, I can recall it was about the breath and about the haka and bringing that all through. Mm-hmm. Um, it is my background. And so really connecting back to my roots in the work that I do and whatever I share at any moment is really something that uh, I'm really passionate about. And it just mm-hmm. really comes first and foremost to my thoughts. So when the opportunity comes, I just share it and it just comes out yeah. as unscripted. Yes, I love that. And it feels so authentic and vulnerable as you deliver it, which is just beautiful, right? Yeah. Yeah. So tell me a little bit more about you now. What does life look like? What do you do specifically? And how do you support people? Wow. There's like 39 years of going through all of that. And so just to, I guess, paraphrase and summarize my life, it's been a roller coaster. I think every life is a roller coaster and none looks the same. Mine is probably so much different to yours and yet shares a lot of similarities. Mm -hmm. Um, So going from, you know, childhood 
into a home that didn't always embrace Maori culture for, you know, different reasons um, from past experiences. And so sometimes I actually, not sometimes, a lot of the times I felt like there was something missing and there was something more to life. And that sat with me for like quite a few decades. I then, you know, did high school like everyone else, got into trouble, did a few little things. And then I got married, came out of high school fresh, and I was married within six months of leaving. And then just started creating a family life because that's what I wanted. I knew what I wanted back then. And just following the passions and the desires that I wanted um, at that moment. Mm-hmm. And then from that, I raised two children. I've got a boy and a girl, and they're so beautiful. And they're on their own journeys right now, and I'm here to support them. Um, as a mother, I probably did things that a lot of us can look back and think, shit, I should have done things differently, right? Mm. And we can get ourselves bunkered down with so many things and so many thoughts, so many feelings of being inadequate. And so during that life, a lot of those things came up for me. Yeah. A lot of highs and lows. And I think it's something out there that we don't speak enough about. Yeah, I can definitely resonate with um, the storyline of or the narrative, I suppose, where you knew there was more to life, right? Yeah. So when I had my son, Jesse, he's only three and a half years old and I've been on a journey, I believe, of self-discovery for like a lot of people my entire life. And it has been that journey. It's been up and down and highs and lows. And the when I reflect back now, I can really identify the, the key moments where I was looking looking for more back then and I didn't understand that I was looking for more but nothing really aligned so for me in my childhood experience it was very what you'll understand as values level four it was very you needed to do this then you do this then you do this then you do this right yeah so yeah 100% and I resisted that I was really pulled against that and I didn't want to soak it up and a lot of people around me were soaking it up and for me I was there was so much resistance that I was then rebelling and making bold, bold choices that were, you know, now really stupid. However, at the time I was, it was now as a, upon a reflection, it's like I was just pulling that that rope and going, no, this is not what I want. This is not what I need. I don't want to take these steps to create this life. I don't want that life. I know I want something, but it's not that. So yeah. it's interesting how, you know, the ebbs and flows of lives and the seasons that we go through from, you know, childhood to um, being a teenager to then stepping into adulthood and there's rhythms. And sometimes we can notice ourselves as we pull and resist and actually what we lean into, which is just like you, I wanted more. I needed yeah. more. And when I had Absolutely. my son, it was like this pivotal moment. I had my son. I was now this stay-at-home mom and I had not experienced the role of nothingness in the past and it felt like nothingness. There was so much responsibility now, but there was still nothingness inside me. And I wanted more than that. And I'm like, this motherhood gig, I love him, but I don't want to be here. <laughs> There's more to me than this. Like there is so much more to me than parenting. And I think for a lot of women, we carry shame, guilt, and apologize for feeling this way. And we don't yep. have to. You can be a great mom and be great at your job. There's, you know, there's so many things in what you said that's just so accurate, right? And there's zero conversation around it. But there's a huge narrative that's being thrown at us and fed us and thrown down our throats and just choked us and suffocated us. Mm. Um, to be perceived as this woman and this mother that does everything for their family, for their home, just as the same on the flip side is for a male, right? Mm. And so it 
I did, I was raised in like the values there before, as you say, in a religious home where it was, you should do this, this is the right way, this is the wrong way. And while that worked and it was great for the time, like you, there was just something burning that was inside me uh, that I just didn't know what the nothingness meant to me. I didn't know where to look. I didn't have the resources. So I just continued on that same path of raising my home, doing the home things and being that good mum. And really inside was the internal conversation that I was having a struggle with. Do I do this? Or oh, can I do that? Mm-hmm. Or oh, I should be doing this. Yeah. Okay. And now I'm made to feel guilty because I chose this. And so questions around judgments and questions around the choice I always wanted to do was really something that was just I want to I wanted to use the word shone on or like you know, just we're not meant to. As women, we're not meant to. As wives, we're not meant to. And this isn't to say because there's there's got to be a balance, right? It can't go to one extreme to the other extreme. Find a beautiful balance where you can flex both things mm-hmm. at the same time while wanting to be that masculine feminine. You also get to enjoy being the light feminine and mm-hmm. enjoying both. So it was just really trying to figure out what that nothingness was for me at that time. And I think one of the I guess the deciding factors for myself was what is it that I wanted to leave for my children as an example, as a legacy, Mm. when I'm not here anymore? How would I want them to lead their life? Mm. And I didn't want them to lead their life. I wanted them to choose their life. Mm, That's big. Big, bold statement right there. Yeah, absolutely. And that legacy piece, I mean, once you add that awareness to your sphere in this this world and in, in your life and really identify why are you fucking here why what do you want to leave behind what does your life want to be like you this is all choice this is all within your desires you can make these choices and you can become the version of yourself that is going to make you proud when you are on your deathbed and it is your final goodbyes you know what I mean and and one of the things I've actually done and I would encourage any listeners to do is write your own eulogy (laughs) it's morbid if it seems morbid, like it lands and receives as being morbid, right? But it's actually a very cathartic and therapeutic experience because you start noticing what the fuck you want, where yeah. you want to go, yeah. and then you can identify the steps to take to ta- get there, to take action. What action do you need to feel yeah. like this at the end, right? Because there's always an end. We get one life. We have, we're all going to die. And that sounds heavy to hear, but it's the truth. We are all going to die. We're here for such a short time. So why are we holding back? Why are we not stepping powerfully into who we're here to be? Mm-hmm. And that's the like the bold question is why. Yeah. Why are you still, still sitting there? Why did I wait till 30 years into my life to make a decision? And like there's so much pressure on children today in high school to make that decision right now. Like what is the career choice you're going to do? What is the path you're going to do? Because your decision now is actually going to be your decision for the rest of your life. It's such bullshit. Mm-hmm. The pressure they put on children to make a choice then, I didn't figure mine out until I was 37. Yeah. After I had life lessons, life skills, all behind me, not just in my belt from falling over so many times and then getting back up. Mm. So ask your question, why are you still sitting there? Yes, write your eulogy. Yes, write down the steps it would take for you to get there. Then stop looking at it and go and action it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the that's the biggest piece is like get up and do it. Yeah. Procrastination yeah. isn't serving you. Talking about it isn't serving you. Do the fucking thing. 
Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like you can do all Absolutely. the self-development work, all the courses, yeah. do all the coaching. Like if you're not doing the thing, yeah. how, like what, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah. I remember growing up um, there was a name that used to call me quite often. It was called Tutu. And so in New Zealand it was really something that was became a term of endearment in my family for me specifically. And they called me Tutu because I was always doing something. I never, I never sit still. I was out doing something I was with my kids out there doing something I was just oh you know where is mum or where is Franny or what's she up to she's always out there doing something because I was always curious what is the next thing what do I want to do where does my passion drive me towards what is that over there I want to try that piece of food it's always just getting up and going to try and always being curious about it all or as you must just sit there and be dead because mm. that's really what's happening is you're just going to sit there mm, absolutely could not land in harder right now hearing that. That's perfect. <laughs> so the topic that we wanted to chat about today is passion and progression. This is something I know that you are strongly passionate about. Yeah. So let's dive in. Yes, 100%. So you're speaking about the eulogy, right? And I guess that offers you a little bit of clarity into what it is you want to do. Uh, and as for the speakers who are listening, it's a great idea and activity for you to do it. Find out what it is that fuels that little fire, that little flame that's sitting inside of you. It's lit for a reason. And doing these little activities that Chris has just said helps to burn that flame and create the passion that will drive you. It will drive you towards the target of progression. It will drive you through everything that pulls you away from the target of progression. Because that target is the thing you're looking for. That you, that eulogy is like your target. You want to get there. You want to get to that point. Everything else around you is a distraction to pull you away. It's like the bow and arrow. It's pulling you away, right? And it's pulling you harder and harder and harder. And it's going to be your kids. It's going to be the news. It's going to be what you listen to. It's going to be the music that you listen to. It's going to be the friends that you keep company with. It's going to be the foods you eat. It's going to be where you decide to get out of your bed and stop scrolling or go for a walk. Mm. These are all the things that are pulling you away from the legacy you want to leave. So for yourself, you need to find the passion to go through the progression and the pull of life. Oh, God, that is good. So good. And something that I, you know, is a common theme around passion is I've lost my purpose. And for me, it's like you don't, lose it it's there you like you create it purpose is created it is not lost it is not found you create what you fucking choose to create right yes you do something that feels good lean into why it feels good and then pursue that in a way that looks like being your purpose right so for me that looks like when I when I figured it out and I was like oh I can just create it yeah okay cool (laughs) well I want to help people I want to support women Great. What does that look like? And then I pieced it together. And this is now my my purpose, my soul-driven right. life's mission purpose, right? But I created it. I didn't go and find it. it didn't just pop up. I yeah. created it by choice. And I think you created it because you went and pieced it together. That's what you did. You pieced it together. People sit there and think, holy shit, what is my purpose? I don't know. It's supposed to be like a paragraph long. It's supposed to have all these amazing words that are three syllables long. I'm supposed to be like this millionaire that's going to rake in six figures every year. It doesn't start there. You don't wake up and you've got a bank account and then you've got this whole legions behind you that's just following you. You have this entourage. It doesn't always work like that. 
Mm. You actually have to get up and piece things together. You have to get up and make choices every day to either go for a walk and get out of your bed, whether you're going to use the phone or read a book, whether you're going to go and just help your friend next door, even just say hello on your walk to 10 people. If that's your purpose for that day, your intention for that day, then do it. Say hello, smile to someone. It starts by doing all the little things instead of thinking you're going to be waking up and having this massive grand picture that's created all this impact. Yeah. It's and one step at a time. Micro habits support macro goals. That is something that yeah. I live by. And for me, that looks like, hey, you weren't, you didn't just start brushing your teeth day and night and when you were seven years old. You <laughs> yeah. were fucking forced to for years and years and years and years. I have an 11 and a 10-year-old, sorry, 12 and 11, almost both. And I still have to remind them. Like it yeah. was drilled, it's drilled into you, your entire childhood experience. And then you go out into adulthood and you know to brush your teeth. So it's the simple, most micro moments and habits that you form and you choose to form all yeah. of choice again yeah. that will support that macro goal that goal if you want to make a million dollars you're not going to make a million dollars if you're not getting up and making your bed looking taking care of your health so exercising regularly eating the right foods hydrating your body sure. because you're not going to have the fucking energy capacity to create the business that creates that income right Right, 100%. And a lot of people like to skip those goals, right? Because they just think, oh, it's so bloody boring. I don't want to do that. I want to do this and I want to create it like this. And that's all great. Go and try it. And if it works for you, that's perfect. If it doesn't work for you, you get to create and piece another one. Okay. And another adding on into that is that some people, and this might be an unpopular opinion, but some people, I feel it is common in this spiritual community. I could be wrong, but I'm yep. saying that anyway. Um, feel that money's the bad guy. Oh, 100%. Money is the currency. Money is the bad guy. I think it's in a lot of areas too, right? Not just the spiritual community. There are so many people that think, oh, I don't I don't want to make a million dollars. I don't need that. The thing is money equals impact. And Mm. I got that from my beautiful mentor and coach. She said money is impact. The more money you make, the more impact you can do. It's Mm. about utilizing it. And it's not about money being the devil because it doesn't matter how happy you are or how sad you are, whether you have money or not, you're still going to be happy or sad. Mm. You're the happiest person in the world to have money and you'll still be the happiest person. Absolutely. And money creates opportunity for you, creates opportunity for your family, it creates resources, it creates tools. So rather than fighting and resisting and arguing with the term of, oh, no, money, no, I don't need money. I don't want to be rich. I don't need a big business like that and that's okay too like working for someone else or what you know for me I have employees and I love that they work for me because and that's you know a whole element of the the life's experience where some people don't want to be the business creator and that's okay don't put shame or self-judgment onto your shoulders because you're not doing something that someone else is doing you can still go and make that money (laughs) I'm actually called BS on that I think they do they're just scared of it I think they're resisting ah. it. You know, I think people want to have a purpose, but they don't want to do the work for it. And so that's where they get the inner conflict and, and a struggle conversation with themselves. And it also comes around with who you hang out with. So if your top five people are someone who doesn't build a business and you're looking for purpose to create purpose, then go and hang with someone who is doing that, who is mm. proactively doing that. Hang out with you, who's a business creator, who is now on her life mission and knows her purpose and is going full force into it. Yeah. Hang out with me who loves to speak and drive and, you know, create all those kind of things. Hang out with people who do those things and not others who don't. 
Absolutely. I love that. And I love that you called that because that is really important to take in. I think in there's so much or so many elements to women who are looking for their purpose. And I really feel like if they simply stop looking and start creating or start <laughs> yeah. choosing, right, there's creation and then there's just a choice. There's just one foot in front of the other. There's just the element of choice. Yes. That purpose will naturally flow in because what, what and we put out, we attract. It, it evolves, right? Like if you look at your timeline and where you started with, you know, your creation and then your mission and purpose now, has it evolved? Oh, fucking oath. I start, so this is what the reflective moment, when I was about 11, I was living in a neighbourhood, um, a cul-de-sac street, which meant that there was heaps of houses and heaps of kids and we're all the same age, right? A couple of years yeah. older, a couple of years younger, but we all hung out together. It was this big like hoodlum sort of street of kids. Yeah. And we would create little businesses. Now, my business was always around health and I wasn't a healthy kid at all I was an overweight child and I didn't look after myself and I didn't have the tools that I have now and I would create a gym and we had a gold coin donation or I would create like a fruit store or something like that gold coin donation you get your fruit smoothie it was all surrounding (laughs) health and it was supporting the kids to be healthier and live better lives so it's so interesting that that is what started for me and that is what I chose back then and moment so that is what I'm choosing now and I'm leaning into now to support people to be better versions of themselves and to be healthier. I love that. I love that. It's a really cool reflection, actually. I'm just trying to think about, uh, I remember actually the first time where I started something entrepreneurial, as they would all say today, right? right? And it was like a little members club in, now we have different standards over in our schools, but I would have guessed maybe I was about eight years old. And we did this club. It was a 50 cents entry into our club to initiate yourself in it. So it's always looking for, you know, an opportunity because opportunity yeah. does present itself. And then from that, you can, like your the evolution of your purposes comes to you, mm. right? Yeah. And it's great that you, you know, from then to now and what you're doing and helping people and, and what you're doing, it's great. It's amazing. Mm. And we need more of it out there. Oh, absolutely. There's what, 9 billion people in this world? Like, come yes. on, world. There's, there's so many people that need need support and need these tools and resources. So the more people that are wanting to step into their their businesses or step into their own power, I should, should say, um, and start creating their own business of coaching or support in mm-hmm. some some way, the more people they can help. And again, that impact model, like the more impact you can make, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think something that a lot of people are scared of is the fucking hard work and the patience that it takes to create. It does. It's not <laughs> going to snap your fingers, let's go overnight. I'm the success story. I've got, you know, a million followers. So that means I'm going to make millions of dollars. doesn't work that way. Yeah, There are absolutely. success stories that look like that, sure. But there is like a 0.5% of them look like that. It's not what the world looks like. It is not how business becomes successful. It's stepping into your own fucking power. It's choosing to create. And it's choosing to be patient so that when the progression comes around, it's it's led with patience and discipline yeah. and commitment. Yeah. yeah, I love that. I love how you said that about stepping into your own power because I think a lot of people get misguided by trying to duplicate someone else and someone else's kind of persona, what they do and all those kind of things. And then thinking on the other side, oh, I don't, there's so many coaches already in this industry. How am I going to get clients? 
there's always someone waiting for you specifically for your authenticity, for what you have to offer. It's like, you know, in high school, there were a million teachers that I used to have for all different subjects, right? And there was this one teacher, his name was Mr. Doody. He was the mathematics head of the high school. And he just had such a love and such a beautiful warm heart. And he was always there. And he actually related to us in every kind of equation or formula that he would share with us, right? He'd really um, connect with all the students and he had such a love from everyone at the high school. Um, and everyone always remembered him. Mm. They always remembered him for laughter. They always remembered him for relating to everyone. And he always, always remembered for showing up every single day at 5am tutorials for anyone. And it was free. So that was him authentically. No mm. one else could do him. No one else can do you and no one else can do me. So just yeah. always remember that when you decide to go into business, step into your power and run it from your own authenticity because that is the difference. I love that. That is yeah. just perfect. And what a teacher, by the way. How cool is yeah. he? <laughs> yes. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm not 100%. I've been sick lately. <laughs> um, that is amazing. And thank you so much for coming on today for a episode to just chat about all the things because it's just like all these downloads happening for me right now and it's all like yeah. oh my god so much is landing in, which is so, so amazing fun. for anyone looking to connect with your friend where can they find you yeah you can absolutely find me on instagram underscore friend perry um come along follow me for any value i'm just i'd love for you to be around yes awesome i will put all the details in the show notes of this episode and thank you for coming on Thank you for listening to today's episode of Inside Out. I really want to grow in this space and make sure these stories and experiences are heard. If this episode resonated with you, I would love to hear from you. Please leave me a review and hit subscribe to ensure you don't miss our next conversation. Please also join me on Instagram and let me know what you thought about this episode at Inside Out with Chris. I can't wait to share more with you really soon.